0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. I'm Julian Osius. I'm Brooklyn, man. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing good, man. Um, you know, we're about a week or two into the new year, but instead of looking forward, we're going to look back real quick and kind of give our top 10 ish moments of Very the decade. Late. Yeah, a little bit day. late, but you know, better late than never. We kind of yeah. wanted to talk about like there's a lot of really cool things that happened last decade in sports. It was a great decade. And so a lot of them weren't even the teams we care about, and they still like kind of really stick out to us. So I think that makes them even more memorable. And we're just going to kind of talk about a few of them and give a, a list, quote-unquote. It's not really numbered, but kind of numbered. So you want to start?
1: Yeah, I'll start it off for
0: you. Um, In the Super Bowl.
1: What Super B- Bowl? With the Saints and the Colts, down 10-6 at halftime, Sean Payne and the Saints come out of halftime, call a very surprising onside kick, and end up recovering it. And after they did that, they never looked back in that game. Ended up winning 31-17, won the Super Bowl. Great game.
0: Yeah, and I think a play like that where you're down at the half, so it's not like you have a comfortable lead or anything. Yeah, at all. Um, You're coming out taking a risk and you know if this doesn't go their way they probably let up at least a at least a score like three points maybe a touchdown and now their deficit's even bigger instead they get the ball and it just builds this really really f- strong momentum that kind of becomes Sean Payton's MO as his coaching career has gone on he's just a risk taker he he constantly goes for it on fourth down Absolutely. he constantly makes calls that other coaches wouldn't and it usually puts him in better situations than most coaches would be in. So, um, a coach-defining play, I mean, it, it's their only Super Bowl, so shout-out shout out to that play because otherwise...
1: One of the biggest moments in franchise history for them. Probably
0: the yeah. moment, honestly. And, you know, good good for the Saints for winning that. I think they were the better team anyway, but... Yeah. Um, another stain in the Manning career, but he's mm-hmm. an all-time great, too, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, my, what I'm going to start with is one that was pretty cool to see live, and it was probably one of the cooler things I've ever seen live, um, was Kobe's retirement game. Amazing. So, Kobe Bryant, all-time great, one of the best ever. Mamba. Uh, the, <laughs> the Black Mamba. He, his retirement game against the Utah Jazz, last game of the season, he had the retirement tour all year. We're all getting ready for it. And, you know, ev- everybody wanted to watch the game just to kind of pay homage to what he's done. And I think the Kobe hate kind of came full so- circle. People hated Kobe for yeah. a decade. And t- towards the end, we're just like, man, we haven't seen him play. He's hurt. This, he's not the same Kobe he used to be. He comes into this game, shoots a million shots. It was like 48 shots. Yeah. But, I mean, he got 60 points, and every time he scored, like from the time the game started to his, like, almost buzzer beater at the end, every time he scored, you just heard the crowd go nuts. It was electric. It was electric. And I remember watching that game with a lot of people in college, and we were in, like, our common room. And we had that game up, and we had the Golden State Warriors game up, (laughs) because the Warriors were going for the record of the best record of all time. And we had Kobe up, so we got two pretty historic games going on. And I just remember like never seeing that many people so excited about regular season basketball ever. And to go out the way Kobe did, sixty points, a scoring legend, and he proved it in his last game. I, I was just awesome. It was cool absolutely to watch. man. It was cool to see. It was definitely cool to
1: see to see a legend go out on top, which you don't get to see too often. You don't. You do not. Um. Segue into that. S- the game you were watching with the Kobe game. LeBron's block on Igadala, man. <sighs> that set up. Them winning the title in Game 7 of the finals against the Warriors. Same year. Same year. Tied 89. Iggy driving the break on that. LeBron smacking it off the backboard. Goes flying. Sets up the shot for Kyrie in the corner with Curry for the game winner. First title in franchise history for the Cavs. That was definitely... And LeBron
0: gets his Cavalier redemption. too. Yes. He finally brings one. Needed,
1: Needed it.
0: It was so good to see. And that block... I, I think what's important about that block is... There's not many plays in basketball that are historical that aren't offensive. Yeah. This is probably the most... I mean, this is obviously recency bias. It's been a few years now. We still remember it. But... This is probably the most historical, like, defensive play there's ever been in the history of the league.
1: That may or may not be the best block in NBA history.
0: And obviously, it's not, like, the the best block. You know, there's, there's better blocks. But yeah. it's the most impactful at a pivotal point in the game. Very pivotal. And out. it's the best player in the world.
1: Two minutes left in that game, and he does that.
0: Running down court, full head of steam, and just making a play happen. And it sucks for Warriors fans. I mean, this is a heartbreaking <laughs> block. I mean, yeah. heartbreaking. But... Just in a basketball sense, this is as good as it gets. And, you yeah, know, that, that has to be top 10. That, that was LeBron needed a moment in here, and I'm happy he got one because he's been great for a long time. Absolutely, man. LeBron's a GOAT. Yeah. LeBron definitely. is a GOAT. Um, this one, I definitely think, is towards the top one or two moments of the decade. Well, it was the same year as this, so I'm going to kind of keep that trend going. Okay. Um, Cleveland almost won another championship that year.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, man.
0: Right as LeBron is winning his championship at the same time, or not at the same time, but,
1: you know. Very close. Same too. same year. Very close, um, too.
0: The Cleveland Indians had a chance to win a World Series. Yes. And they had a 3-1 lead, just like Golden State <laughs> did. And the Cubs come back. A really good Cubs team that shouldn't have been down 3-1. No. But they were down because Joe Maddon didn't coach this too, <laughs> too particularly well. <laughs> and they come back, win the World Series in Game 7 to break the 108-year Billy the Goat curse. And, I mean, that's the biggest drought there's ever been in sports. For a franchise that is so historic like the Chica- Chicago Cubs to finally break through, finally, after all those years, and the fans just been waiting for so long.
1: It must have felt insane to be a Cubs fan and being able to experience that, especially with, like, your grandparents who... Never got to see it. Or even maybe lived long enough. If you're one of those people that got a triple-digit grandparent, Mm. not many, but... Or just, like, right after them being a Cubs fan all those years and getting to see their reactions too after seeing that happen. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, and and I think this World Series just shows how much a championship could mean to like a city and mm-hmm. to a fan base. Absolutely. Um my roommate Nick, shout out to Nick, Cubs fan. He's from the area of Chicago, so mm-hmm. he's a Cubs fan growing up. Uh they won the World Series, he bought the he bought all the gear he could and he bought a flight back to mm-hmm. Chicago. Went went to the parade. That's cool. And, I mean, it it makes sense. It's what you do. Because. You have to. You have to. Because that's a big deal. Take off
1: work. Take off school. And it's not
0: like MLB is like every other sport where it's only been like 50-ish years or something like that. I mean, 108 years without a drought. And you're still one of the most winning franchises ever. Yeah. It's important. And uh, shout out to the Cubs. I definitely think that's like one or two for me of moments of the decade. But off the back of LeBron, um, same year, 2016 was a really good year. There's another 2016 one on here later, but we'll get to
1: that. We'll get to that. Uh, The next one I got is a little bit of a redemption story, a comeback story. For probably the greatest golfer of our lifetime, or golfing in general. Tiger Woods winning the Masters, man. Didn't win a Masters since 2005, I believe it was. Going through all the -the off-the-field stuff with all the scandals, this and that. The injuries. The injuries. Couldn't stay on the field at that. But to come back and finally get back on top to where you were, seeing that iconic Tiger fist bump, crowd going nuts. Seeing him back on top, it was great to see, man. It was great to see.
0: Yeah, I don't think many people would have believed you if you told them Tiger Woods is going to win a Masters in 2019. And forget about that.
1: I didn't believe in watching it. <laughs>
0: yeah. And yeah, you saw him with a lead going into the last day, and you're like, man, he can really do this. He might do it. <laughs> and I don't think this many people have ever watched golf. No. It was like it was a spectacle. It really was. And I had kind of been watching a little bit more golf as this was coming up, and I remember hearing uh, my roommate tell me, Tiger's back. Watch out. I'm like, all right, man. Rory's probably going to win this. So it's probably going to be um, you know, anybody else, not, not Tiger. And he really played his butt off. Didn't look like his age. No. Turned back the clock. And he's had a good year in general, a- apart from the Masters. And, I mean, to win the – that's the thing, though. It's not like he won the U.S. Open. He no. didn't win any, like – Still a major, but not the biggest one. He won the tournament. The biggest one there is. It's like one of the Super Bowl, World Series, Finals. The biggest one. And he did it. Which, I mean, he's won it before. But just
1: that big of a gap between 05 and winning it then, it's great to see. Like, for a legend to finally... After all those years, keep on riding through it, grinding through all of the nonsense to come out on top. It's beautiful. It was really
0: a perseverance story is really what it was. A lot of people, and you can't blame them if they would have, would have given up. Yeah. And, I mean, with all the injuries and all the stuff, there's just a lot of stuff. Mentally, it's tough. It is tough, man. The the, the man cared too much about the sport and wanted to play and wanted to play at the highest level, and he did. And he That's why he's the best of all time. (laughs) He's great. It was yeah. it was awesome. That was a tiger winning that was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh so I'm gonna have I'm gonna go with probably the biggest underdog story that's pretty much ever happened in sports. Leicester City, Premier League soccer team, coming into this season, nobody knew that they were gonna be any sort of good. Forget like winning the league. They they weren't even going to be kind of okay. Nobody thought they were going to be top four, so get into Champions League that year. And even if they would have done that, that would have been like a win for them. Top four is really tough to do in, in the Premier League. And they came into the season with 5,000 to 1 odds to win the league. Ridiculous. 5,000 to 1. Vegas doesn't put odds out like that unless they know that this team is not doing a <laughs> darn thing. And so somebody in in England put a 100,000-pound a bet on Leicester and won 25 million pounds. Because you deserve it if you're putting all that money Absolutely. on Leicester. <laughs> and, I mean, they're doing well this year too. But it, it's been a gap since this has happened and, and now. But Leicester winning that year with no money, with unknown, at the time, players to come... And take the biggest league in the world by storm and win it. It was really something something to see and that celebration was awesome. And I don't think soccer fans will ever forget that. And I mean a lot of like non soccer fans know about it just because of how important it is. A normal year is a winner, you probably don't know, but this one was this one was big.
1: Yeah, I didn't hear about it too much when it happened, but talking to you, you put me on, told me about all all the back background stuff to it. It's insane to hear, man. Anytime there's a 5,000 to one odd for anything, it could be thumb wrestling, anything. It's ridiculous. And then to win a championship off of, the, off of that?
0: Yeah, and a lot of people thought this team was closer to regulation than they were to winning the league, which regulation, you're just out. You don't even have a chance to win because now you're in just D2. Yeah. <laughs> and they thought they were closer to that. And they proved everybody wrong, and it's it's crazy how that works sometimes. But now they've off the back of that, they've they're having a really good 2019-2020 now. I think they're in second in the league, which is insane, or third. And I hope they can keep that going. I think yeah, that's so, really cool. Something
1: like that definitely boosts you and keeps you pushing. So next one I have after that got to be one of the biggest shots in NBA history, man. Kawhi Game Seven. Puts up a shot in the corner over Joel Embiid after driving to the corner. Very off-balance shot, too, over a seven-footer. Bangs a couple times off the rim, drops in. Everybody goes nuts, man. I remember watching it live. It was just, you couldn't believe what you were seeing. And then for that shot to send them to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then to go to the Finals and win the first NBA title for the Raptors and just explode the country of Canada it was insane for that franchise that city that
0: country that fan base yeah that um that shot gave them a lot of momentum i mean they played a really equally matched team obviously went 7 games they're in they were in philly no they're in toronto yeah. in toronto and he hits that shot and you just see like the heartbreak on philly's side cuz like man that really went in i mean it looked like it wasn't it shouldn't it, have. It, it rattled a few times. <laughs> had that 2K bounce to it. Had that 2K bounce. Goes in. Kawhi shows emotion for the first time. First which time is like ever. kind of a part of like the thing. He's going nuts, and you never see him go nuts. Nah, he's, that, a two, that just... he's a two-time finals MVP, and he went more nuts for that than winning the finals. That right there shows you that moment. And I don't know how many of them there's ever been. This might be the first. I'm not the encyclopedia right now, but... That might have been the first, like, Game 7 buzzer beater to win a series. I believe it was. I do remember hearing that. Which is insane. Yeah. Because that's, like, the moment you draw up when you're, like, playing 2K or, like, at the park. You're like, Game 7, 10 seconds on the clock. You do a step back and you make a shot. We go into the finals if you want. Yep. That's, like, what you draw up. And that's what he did. And... They went on to play the Bucks, who they were underdogs, beat the tail off of them. They went mm. to play the Warriors, they were underdogs, beat the tail off of them. And it livened up a city, gave them their first championship, made them, like, validated. Because yes. they've had great teams in the past, but this really validated them. And even with Kawhi leaving, he did what he needed to. He left a, a mark in their history. It's one of their all-time greats, even after one year. One year, man. And, yeah, that was... um. That was a really cool. One. one year and you're the best player in franchise. history. That, that was a really cool shot. It was um I'm going to stick with basketball buzzer beaters. Okay. Uh college edition. Another one that I saw. I, I actually happen to see most of these live. Lester, I only watched like their last game, but every other one of these I watched live, which I think is pretty cool too. Uh Villanova UNC a NCAA one. March Madness championship game. The Natty and this was a unbelievable game before all the nonsense happened in yeah. the last thirty seconds. But then you get Villanova goes up, UNC takes the ball, Marcus Page, who's a UNC legend and I feel like he was there for like six years, hits an unbelievable three to put them up. With like, I don't know how many seconds, like six seconds left it was, in the wasn't game. A lot. It and a lot. Villanova does not have a timeout. So Marcus Page hits this shot. And everybody goes nuts because that that feels like a buzzer beater. Think they won it? It feels like you won the game. You hit a big time shot like that. You usually win a game. No timeouts. Villanova inbounds it, brings it up court. A pretty deep shot.
1: Oh, it was deep. It was really deep.
0: Hits the three at the buzzer. Takes just all the joy and like all the astonishment and amazement that you felt. 10 seconds ago, watching Marcus Pays hit that shot. It's just tenfold now because that shot just got overshadowed by a better, harder, more important national championship winning shot. The dagger ripped their hearts out. And the shot goes in and the confetti goes immediately and you're just like, what did I just watch? Did they really just win that? And I mean, Villanova's been a bit of basketball school for a long time, yeah. But- to beat UNC in a way like that too is a pretty big statement. That was just, I, you'll never see. I mean, you'll see it again hopefully, but <laughs> a game like that where there's two buzzer beaters in the same like breath, insane. You couldn't catch your breath. You were just screaming. I remember just going nuts. And that's the beauty because I had that. no I had no horse in the race. so I was just excited to see a buzzer beater, and then we did it again.
1: That's the beauty of college
0: basketball. It was actually insane. That was just some young kids that really Mm -hmm. wanted to win on both sides. Yep. Yeah, that that was awesome. That was really, really cool.
1: Now, my last one to wrap up my five is one near and dear to both of our hearts Mm -hmm. and the hearts of Yankee fans listening is the captain's walk-off, man. Words really can't describe it, but... The Yankees going into that game, into the ninth inning, rather say, we're down 5-2. We bring it back, tied 5-5. One out, got a man on second. Captain comes up to the plate. You hear the voice of John Sterling, Michael Kay. They
0: were were kind of going crazy beforehand, because they were saying, like, Jeter might get up. Yeah. They were just like, there's a chance Jeter can get up.
1: And it's like, you just want him to get up, because... There's just that chance. And Michael K. says, the script is there. Will he write it? And in true Jeter fashion, first pitch, just single to the right fielder. Runner turning the corner. Just gets in. Iconic picture. Jeter holding his fist up. Gets mobbed. Just the storybook way to go out. Like, you have some pretty good legend, like, farewell moments. Kobe, 60... You got Ray Lewis winning the Super Bowl, retiring right after that. A few more. But for what Jeter meant to the Yankees and to win it on a walk-off
0: on your last game ever, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it wasn't the last game of the season. It was his last game in Yankee Stadium, which makes it like better. Yeah, It was his last game ever in the house that Jeter built. Absolutely. Because that's what the new Yankee Stadium really is. Yes. It, it, it's his home and to do a jeter classic and then you just hear the john sterling like classic call where fantasy becomes reality and that's what it felt like it felt like this regular season game against the orioles who were good at the time yeah but against the orioles and the yankees were still kind of in contention like this game did matter at the time they wound up not making the playoffs but it did matter at the time so this game keeps them in the race for another day I mean, just Jeter doing Jeter things—just a walk-off hit in a regular season game, but the finale, one of the last chapters of Jeter, and it—it's like his 3,000th hit being a home run. It, it's one of those things that you write in the movie and you don't think could ever happen in real life, and it—and it did. And it's yeah, it's like you said. It, it really feels like a movie. It's, it's crazy. It's like you sitting there and it's like,
1: hey, you know what'd be cool? This.
0: And it happens in real life. Yeah, I think this one's definitely a little biased for us. A little bit, but but when it comes to finishing a historic career, and and I think it's a little bit more with the context that everybody knows who Derek Jeter is, whether you watch sports or not. There's nobody else really in baseball that is that way. No, there's Mike Trout isn't known. Nobody like that's known. Like Derek Jeter is known outside of the sport. And so for a guy like that's career to end in a way that's very just typical of the way he played, pretty pretty darn cool. Pretty astonishing, honestly. So we got one more for your top five. One more for my top five, and then we'll hit some honorable mentions. Probably the most exciting play I've ever seen in football that doesn't have my team involved. <laughs> the Auburn-Alabama Iron Bowl kick six. who would have ever thought that kicking a field goal to try and win the game was a bad idea? Who would have thought that? I mean, I would have never even thought of the idea that, okay, my kicker misses it. They might have a chance to score and win it. You think he misses, we go to overtime. The 109-yard return in the biggest rivalry in college football and they were both good at and the They were time. both darn good. Bama was number one. Auburn was number four. And I think this play too. Auburn's been riding this play's coattail for a really long time. Oh, and
1: they will continue to Because obviously that.
0: <laughs> this this play kinda led to their five year like dominance where they went to two national championships, won one, lost one. And They've still been pretty good since then. This play has kept Gus Mahomes on his job for a decade longer than maybe should have. <laughs> but 109 yards to the house against oh, your against your bitter rivals, the number 1 undefeated team in the country. That's probably going to win a national championship if you don't win this game.
1: Off of a 57-yard trying to be a game winner. With one second left on the
0: clock? That was it. One second. Alabama thinks, man, if we hit this kick, we win. We win, and if and, we don't and hit, hit it, ten seconds later, it's just over and you lost. And just, just chills watching. Pandemonium. That, like, like still, it's actually. I mean, they rushed the field, obviously. It, just, actually, an insane moment in college football. Just and the intense. call makes the it. call was incredible too. Cause they they were so in disbelief they didn't they were like no it was just this isn't happening this this isn't happening right now and it was a really cool decade that there was a lot of moments that you couldn't even write up yeah just like scripted moments that you couldn't even think to put in a script because it's like too cliche yeah it's too cliche last second on the clock we're about to lose the last second comeback at home against like come on. Come on, man. Absolutely You can't you can't make that up. And it's just sports I mean, for this to stick out to everybody like it has, and a lot of people don't like these two teams, but they just know that it's such an important and cool thing. It's the Iron Bowl. Everybody knows the Iron Bowl. It's crazy. It's crazy. So that's that's about our top ten. We have some uh, honorable mentions that we'll just kinda bring up real quick. One that we both have. We'll save that one for last. We'll save that one for last? All right. We'll save right, that one right. for last. Give me give me one of yours. Um, I'm going to go Beast Quake. Wild card Beast game
1: Quake. against the defending champion, New Orleans Saints. Marshawn Lynch with a 67-yard touchdown run. Breaks nine tackles. A crotch grab at the end. Crotch grab. Hold my... <laughs> diving into the end zone. And pretty much causing a earthquake with the fans at CenturyLink Field. And that is just ridiculous. Four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Pretty much a game winner. Saints ended up scoring one more, but wouldn't have been enough. But that run right there is probably one of the best runs in NFL history right there, in my opinion.
0: Um, sticking with football, Malcolm Butler, yeah. interception at the one-yard line. Yeah. Also at the, All- same, or not the, same, the Seahawks. Yeah. Um, Should have been a Marshawn Lynch moment. Should have. Turned out to be a defensive moment that will kind of forever remain in people's heads. And another Patriot moment. Because this gave Tom Brady another ring instead of giving Russell Wilson another ring. Yeah. And it kind of feels like this changed the whole era. Like the script of the era. This could have been Russell Wilson winning like three in a row. Yeah. And instead, he only wins the one, loses the second in heartbreaking fashion, and it's didn't recover from that for a full oh, year.
1: Lob breaks up. Marshawn ends up leaving a little bit after. Yeah. Just, that team wasn't the same after that.
0: Yeah. And just added it to Tom. And Tom, <laughs> off the back of that, went to three or four more Super Bowls and won a few of them too. And, you know, just a, a really pivotal play. Now, pretty funny moment that
1: happened within this decade. That a lot of people make a meme out of. And it's pretty cool. For a 42 year old. (laughs) Hitting his first ever career home run. Bartolo Colon. Big sexy. Hitting it off a James Shield. Two run bomb in San Diego. And from that moment. It has just blown up. Around baseball culture. Twitter. Everything. Just Bartolo knocking the laces out of the ball.
0: <laughs> and Bartolo was kind of a meme coming into that too, just because he's been in the league so long, and he's like a, a crafty pitcher at this point because he doesn't have any great stuff like he used to. He's a big dude. yeah, And, and the crowd just went nuts. Nuts, man. Just nuts. Um, Yeah, that, that was really cool. That's just kind of a funny one, but yeah. it, it's definitely memorable. Um, Mayweather McGregor. Mm-hmm. In the... Uh, the most ambitious crossover event in history. <laughs> uh, MMA, UFC versus boxing. and But going into the boxing realm, which I don't know why you would have thought McGregor was going to win this. Um, he gave he gave it two nice rounds, so shout out to that. But that's all he was ever going to give. Mayweather won. But it was just like a crazy thing that this could happen. It was just such a spectacle.
1: And then for that end, ending up to be... The kicker to make Floyd have the record 50 and 0, that made it pretty, cool. pretty big, too.
0: Pretty cool. 50 and 0, never, never lost. Never lost. <laughs> never lost. Uh, and for the last one that we both have, uh, this one's kind of biased for us, too. But I mean, everybody remembers this. And I think this is bigger for the sport of basketball than people want to give it credit for. But Lynn's sanity. sanity, man. Jeremy Lynn. I mean,.
1: It was just the most random. Out of nowhere. Harvard graduate. Dude who is not
0: very good. I mean, he's been in the league for a little bit.
1: And typically, the NBA player you don't usually see. You get a small Asian kid who just out of nowhere comes in and just takes over. Dominates in the biggest city in the world. Takes it over. They go on a seven game win streak, and he's averaging 26.8 points per game, man out of nowhere out of nowhere and then you can't leave out the
0: buzzer beater against the raptors i think that's the coolest part about it it was just like insane like sh- time it wasn't just one game it was a time but it, there is a game that you can look back to and be like
1: wow that's it. <laughs> this
0: is peak insanity yeah and you know buzzer beaters don't happen every day no and it's easy to discredit you know you're playing the Raptors at the time or blah 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 it doesn't matter. Buzzer beaters don't Poster-beaters. happen and when you're balling like that and you're not supposed to be that's that's awesome. So
1: yeah, to lead a team that you had no business being the leader of on a 7 game win streak in the NBA. It's
0: tough. tough to do. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's all we got for y'all today. Uh just wanted to look back in the, the last decade before we Hopefully get a lot of new and amazing moments for this decade. And we've kind of already started that. Already got a with, few. With the NFL. But uh, let's let's hope to another 10 years of uh, great sports and some more good memories. Absolutely, man. Thank you all for listening to this episode. And make sure to follow us on Insta- Not Instagram. Twitter. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at underscore the spectators. Check us out. Give us a follow. Hit us up. Whatever you got to do. Let us know. What you think? Have a good one, everybody. Have a good one.